Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Bray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can ignore you. Put it up for the Wigan Warriors. Thank you for downloading today's episode of Racers and Rental Cars Podcast. Brought to you by MotionRaceworks.com. Stop by MotionRaceworks.com for all of your high-performance needs. If you need to go fast, MotionRaceworks.com. What's up, West Coast Cam? What's up, Mr. Cranky? Dude, Cranky, turn me up to 10. Somebody throw me a Snickers bar. I'm doing my best Betty White right now. Yeah, you definitely need a Snickers because you just said hello and I'm already sick of talking to you. Dude, what people don't know is we've been to on the on the air here for forty five minutes talking, and I wanted to reach through the freaking laptop screen of my MacBook like six times. That's standard because you don't know how to use the internet or any of the controls. So I might have to get those back one day. You, my friend, are over there. You're still using a Windows ninety five <laughs> laptop. So I don't know who in the flip you think you're talking to. Yeah, right, dude. This is the best three hundred bucks. Dell had to offer. Look, just because you got a second that was remanufactured with a 90-day warranty. Hey, man. I'm on day 84. I can do whatever I want. Get yeah, another is, one. That long, is that how long you've been a professor? 84 days? Yeah. 84 do, you have, days. do you have like a dry erase board up in your room, in your like in the bay or, or the attached classroom for your seminar? Do you put it in a box? Today's day 84, like you're going through sobriety or something? I should. That's actually a good idea. How many more days until I'm off pr- probation would be more like it? How many days do you have till you're off probation? Dude, it's like two years. So a long time. It's a long dating process before yeah. they figure out they want to marry you or not. Yeah. Well, then you get tenured after year four, which then they really can't get rid of you. You got to like kill somebody. So <clears throat> they got to make sure they really like you. This is all the happiness and business practices of Cheetos College. <laughs> Whatever, bro. Just saying. Whatever. Dude, you have, So what else is going on? I'm cranky, man. I can see that. It's a rough hey, week for of that, me. I, I got something. Uh, I had a listener message me today. Did you get this too? And he said he was going to send it to you also to get you all cranked up. But let me find it. Man, Some gentle, gentleman sent me, said he was listening to one of our episodes about um, when we were talking about marketing opportunities for crew guys and just selling each other's souls to the devil to get funding and whatnot. Did you get this message? I did. I did yeah. get that earlier yeah. this afternoon. But he literally, he said, yeah, I understand you guys were doing it as a lighthearted joke. Um, but have you ever encountered any deals like that? Um, uh yeah, he basically is like, yeah, I work on a lesser funded team, so I volunteer a lot of my time. Flights and all that shit are expensive. Um, do you think there's any value to this? Do I think there's any value to sponsoring crew members? Um, yeah, why not? Like, dude, people see people sell all kinds of shit online. So um, if you can sell the back of your T-shirt to get yourself a flight, yeah. Um, I don't exactly know what the the proposal would look like for that, but I'm sure you could probably create it somehow and say, Hey man, you know, I'm selling my, my shirt, my pants, whatever, and put your logos on there. I'm going to be on FS one or, you know, whatever sporting event you're doing and then do like a behind the scenes, like clutch guys matter kind of thing. So. We'll, we'll see I, if he does it. So if you, if anybody, any companies out there that are listening to this, see any sort of, <laughs> see any sort of uh, sponsor the crew guy, you can thank us, I guess. So, well, but anyway, no, I did. I totally got it today, and I remembered the episode because it was we were talking about uh, dirty hands and and things of this nature, and um, I could totally see it happening. I think that there, you're going to have to have some creativity into it. You're going to, you're going to have to do, you have to wear like some GoPro cams or something of that nature. You're going to have to do some vlogging, you know, product demonstration, actual 
uh, application and use of products uh, for the crew guys, something that would be feedback wise or actually have a closure rate or a customer conversion rather uh, at those events. Because I got, I would, I would say that it's going to be a conflict of interest if I'm a team owner and I got six guys and they're all wearing different logos of competing brands and all kinds of craziness here. And it's on the starting line. It's in the pits. Yeah. I I mean, I can see some, I can see some cloudy, muddy waters already. Uh, However, that's that's the way we like the water. (laughs) I mean, you're racing in HRA. You like it. It's muddy. (laughs) Um, I'm just, Oh, wait a minute. That's the sportsman pits. Just saying. Um, Nice, nice hoodie you're wearing there today. Anyway, yeah, I got, uh, got uh, that at racersrentalcars.com. You should get yourself one instead of some stupid college football sweatshirt you're probably wearing. Uh, first Is off, it pink, ba- by the way, first off, Batman, I'm wearing my Jerrica Lawrence hoodie. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Thank you very much. I'll give it's, you that. You know, five years ago, Jerrica's been gone now, so uh, it's a kind of kind of sentimental nonetheless uh no i am going to give more thought into the question from our listener because i feel like there there is some there but i would have to to give some more thought to it but i i hey follow your follow your passion i mean you got to find a way where there's a will there's a way to be able to get your bills paid uh but you got to have a will uh you know like desire so nonetheless speaking of paying bills I got a lot of bills to pay this week, dude. Oh yeah, you got your practice tree race this weekend. Yeah, this right now, this podcast is being recorded on Tuesday night. It's gonna drop Saturday. By the time the podcast drops Saturday morning, we should be about three quarters of the way set up. Doors will be opening at one o'clock. And sometime I'm I'm guessing, my guess is sometime around nine thirty or ten o'clock. We're gonna get you'll be away. streaming this. You'll be streaming this episode at your little practice tree race. I'm gonna be Facebook assume. Live and streaming us giving away a twenty five thousand dollar race engine is what I'm gonna be streaming. I'm into that too, I, dude. We got as as of the recording, we have one spot left. We have ninety nine nice. people signed up. Where we got one spot left. Sweet, I like it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Absolutely. So yeah, excited about that. Really excited. Sweet. Well, let's uh, cut to the chase. Let's let's stop. Why is everything got to be about cutting to the chases and stuff? Be, that's your story. I just stick to it. But who do we got today? Somebody good? I, I found I something good. I found something good and u- unique for a lot of our listeners that a lot of people might not know about. Um, so I thought it would be really cool. Well, there is a sport a motorsport, a two-wheeled motorsport called Speedway Motorcycle Racing out here in California, which is actually ginormous in England, Poland, I guess all of Europe. Um, And it used to be huge here in like the 70s, 80s, maybe even the early 90s. And then it kind of died out a little bit and then is has somewhat of a resurgence going on. Um, There's a handful of younger people, younger talent that – that has come into the sport and uh, we have one of those, those riders on the show today um, because he's kind of ran the gamut with the, in the sport. He's, he's uh, pretty much kicked everybody's ass here in the States. And if you're anybody good in kicking everybody's ass here in the States, you go over to Europe and, and make a living riding these speedway motorcycles that haul ass around a huge dirt track with no brakes on alcohol and, yeah, it's basically just a clutch and they turn right to go left. And there is a lot to do when you're on one of these things. I've actually, I rode one one time and it was crazy. So, um, yeah, so I guess without further ado, let's call them up, see what they do for, for trying to grow the sports marketing stuff. And let's hear a little bit about his career and uh, where he's going, what he's what he's doing. So um, let's call up Aaron Fox, two-time national champion, Speedway motorcycle rider, number forty-six. Hello, Aaron, are you there? Yeah. Hey, guys, what's happening? Not too much. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, our shenanigans and our annoyingness that uh, everybody likes to to listen to us weekly. So um, 
what's going on? What was it, it Tuesday? She's getting home from work. Yeah. Finally got home from work. <laughs> My little 29 mile commute takes me average about an hour and a half each night. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a fun, fun little travel going to work and coming back. But uh, yeah. welcome to California. What's that? <clears throat> welcome to California, right? I know it every yeah. day. Don gives me shit about it all the time. So now you're now you're uh, two against one there, Don. Hey, don't mess with the military guy. I got enough for everybody. Yeah, well, we can't watch <laughs> our we can't run we can't watch our dog run away for three weeks. So you know, there's a lot of obstructions in the way. So what? But, <laughs> nothing. What the hell are you talking about? Dog running away for three weeks. Yeah, because it's so flat there and there's nothing there. You can just watch them run. My dog would drown out there in California as close as the water you live. Trying to make everybody feel sorry for your poor ass. Yeah, because I have to pay my mortgage. It's stupid. But anyway, so Aaron, (laughs) Aaron, tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell me what you do here. So for those of those listeners that actually, since we're actually pretty big in Australia, I think Speedway is relatively decent size and in some areas of Australia, right? So um, tell us a little bit about Speedway and what it is, first of all, and how you got involved. Yeah, so as far as what you're talking about there in Australia, it's it's actually quite big. They're running their uh, their solos right now there in, in Australia. I think they just finished up, but um, they've developed quite a few good riders uh, down there that have gone over and lived in Europe and, and are, you know, there's actually a few of them on the GP series now. So it's pretty big there. Um, not as big here in the States. Uh, we're working on getting that bigger as we speak. Um, as you said earlier in the, uh, seventies, especially in the seventies, eighties, and, uh, maybe the early nineties, it was pretty big. Um, yeah, you could race like five, six nights a week, right. And pretty much make a living doing it. Yeah. You know what? I think some guys even talked about, I mean, you hear stories all the time, but they even talk about seven days a week. Um, you know, there's seven, eight, nine different venues at one point going on. So, um, they, they, they also paid well each night. So the guys were able to do speedway exclusively and, and, and earn a living and be able to pay bills just doing that. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's, it's a shame that, uh, this sport, for those of you that haven't gone, it's super cool. I love going, I wish I could go more than, more than I do, but it's good old Saturday night or whatever night of the week fun it's relatively cheap to get in um have a beer watch some sweet racing these guys are like i said nuts with no breaks so um as you can imagine there's a lot of things that you know aaron endures <laughs> when it comes to life with no on a motorcycle no brakes and crash wall is pretty close to you just yeah it, i guess basically imagine a sprint car without a with without brakes maybe similar yeah Similar and and then maybe uh maybe about a quarter of the speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean in Europe you guys race on pretty big tracks. How you guys go pretty quick over there, right? Yeah, there's there's some tracks probably pretty close up to a quarter mile. Um some of them can be pretty small, but for the most part they're a lot bigger. Uh especially in Poland. They're they're big, big slick circles. So um generate a lot of speed on those tracks. Those are fun to ride. But uh, over here we'll run maybe little one, eight mile tracks, uh, real small, real tight. I mean, even, even one heat race as you, as you've seen plenty of time, they're only 50 seconds long. So once, uh, once it tapes up at the start, it's, it's not long before that race is over. You got to get it done. Yeah. One thing I think is kind of cool about speedway is it's, there's a lot to do with reaction time and being a drag racer reaction times are kind of a big deal too. So, um, I like that aspect and you know, nothing, yeah, I mean, I've so never hopped I'm, on a speedway bike yourself. You'd you'd smoke us all off the off the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then then I'd get to turn one and be like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I actually Aaron was there when I rode. I don't, he probably doesn't even remember, but when I rode a speedway bike, a family, a mutual friend of ours, um, I was telling Brad, I was like, dude, what am I supposed to do? Like, if the wall comes on, he's like, or you know. If, if I'm going to run into the wall, he's like, you better fucking get off the thing before you go in between you, the bike and the wall. And I'm like, hmm, that's good to know. He's like, destroy the bike. Don't destroy your body. I'm like, oh, he's like, tap me on the back. All right, have fun. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, like, I remember that day very well down there in San Bernardino. Uh, yeah, at I mess on a practice day. And dude, you, uh, you actually had natural ability and did a lot better than uh, most people do when they get on for their first time. I've got a buddy that 
just bought a bike and uh, I actually let him have a crack at it uh, the other day at Paris for the first time. And, uh, he found it very, very hard and, uh, there was no chance he was going to give it any throttle. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you for those of you listening, a speedway bike is probably the hardest thing you will ever ride. And to like all these dudes, every time I take somebody to speedway, they're all sitting in the stands. They're like, Oh, this is so freaking easy. Like that. Look at these guys, blah, blah, blah. Let me be the one to tell you that. Holy crap. The talent that these dudes have, like, balance and you know all that stuff it is body english on a bike holy crap like i i can't even explain it so those of you i suggest that you guys look up look up speedway um within uh within the interwebs or whatever but so aaron tell us a little bit about your career before we get into the the marketing and promotions aspect that you guys are doing now but um How'd you get started in a speedway and where did you go with it and, and all that good stuff? Yeah. So I got started, um, by a friend of mine in high school that raced and I always wanted to try it. Cause in fact, my dad raced sidecars from about 88 to about 93 and, uh, they run sidecars, uh, in conjunction with speedway on most, most nights throughout the season. So, um, yeah, I've kind of been around Speedway all my life and finally gave it a shot when I was 22 um, via a friend uh, from high school that actually did it. So we went up to a dry lake and uh, no walls, of course, so it was actually pretty pretty safe and uh, went up there <laughs> and gave it a go and I've been hooked since. That's awesome. That's awesome. So where did where did your career take you? I know, I know obviously you started the sport at 22 and you were able to make a living at it for a while and, and went to Europe, right? Is that was your goal yeah. or what was so 22 um that was about 2010 i got going and um <clears throat> yeah uh, i i i rode every at the time we had three venues we were racing three nights a week uh every wednesday every friday saturday so during summers it was pretty busy we had a lot going on and um i stuck to it and got fairly good uh pretty quick and 2012, I had gone over to to England to see what it's like there and see, you know, kind of size myself up and see where I stand with those guys. And then um, 2013, I, I had got second at the Nationals here uh, behind one of the Billy Hamill at the time. And uh, I think I, that got some of the promoters over there talking. And then I got a phone call one, one day from Edinburgh up there in uh, – in Scotland, signed a contract for them, moved over there March of 2014 and, and raced over there for a year. So, um, that was, a that was quite an intense year. Uh, you guys did a, pretty good, didn't you? Yeah. As a team, uh, more of a team sport over there. I, of course you got your individual GPs at the top stage, but, um, each, each country has, uh, team leagues. You're kind of assigned to a contract, uh, with, with, with a team of seven guys. And, um, yeah, the seven of us won everything there was to win in the Premier League that year for the Monarchs. So that was uh, that was pretty big. And then, <laughs> um, don't get me wrong, the racing over there is great, but living over there for me, uh, being a you know Southern California boy, was pretty tough. So I wanted to get home, and you know, of course, we can race here part time, um, but I still wanted to do some of the fun things that uh, I've always done, like boating and going to the river and things like that. So, uh, moved back home, raced for fun, got a normal job and bought a house, got married now and just racing here for fun. Nice. Nice. So, I mean, take me back to that England life. Like, I mean, there's a handful of kids obviously from the States that are still doing there and that whole deal. And like, they're, they're pretty full fledged into it. Like what I know. And I also know a lot of kids go over there and they, they hate it. You know, it sounds like you were kind of in the middle, like you, you did a year or whatever, like, what is hard about it aside from being, <laughs> I guess, in England for your job? Yeah. Like the- so, so England is probably the, um, I mean, it's still big in England, but it, it, compared to Poland, Denmark, Sweden, it's not as big. Um, the, the contracts, the money you make is a little bit uh, less than, than the, the four other countries I just talked about. And so it was hard um, when you, you know, you kind of got to earn your way in and, and contract weren't as great. Um, you know, I was, I was luckily, lucky enough to, to be able to, to live for free with a family there in Edinburgh. 
the the club gave me a van. Uh, they don't equip you much as far as when it goes to like bikes and, and equipment and things like that. So I was on my own there. Uh, but just kind of learning my way around. I had to do everything myself, had to, had to find a, my own mechanic there. Um, I found that tough. So it was, I didn't quite hit the ground running like I thought I was going to. And uh, it was, it was pretty tough, but uh, I managed to, to make it through a whole year and, and experience a lot. And, and uh, yeah, got it done with three, three different Premier League uh, championship titles. That's pretty awesome. I guess it just do it all in one year and just say, yeah, drop the mic. I'm out. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say because it's very hard. And I mean, I don't, I can't recall if any other club has done that in in the history of Speedway where they've won all three titles that are available. That's a hard thing to do. But we had such a good team, and and it was insane. And they're like, dude, you you, you come on for a year, and then you win three championships, and then you just leave us. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm 26 now, and and. You know, unfortunately, I don't see myself making it all the way to the GPs. I mean, you, you got to have a lot of money backing. And, and uh, you know, I think a, another part of it was I had a couple pretty pretty big crashes there where you end up in the hospitals. And um, I wasn't very keen on those on those places there with the uh, the social medicine they have. I I didn't get the quite the care that I was hoping for. So that kind of creeped me out in a way. So, um, yeah. yeah, that played a big part in it. There was one, I'll have to see if I can Google it maybe, or you can send me a link to it. There was, I remember back when you went over there, there was this gnarliest crash I've ever seen. He just straight up, like, I thought he was dead when I watched the video. <laughs> and uh, so maybe that's the one you're talking about, but whoa, man. And when these guys crash, like they have no roll cage, they don't have shit. So um, yeah, these dudes are tough as nails. So, but like, so when you, you mentioned, when it comes to like the GPs and stuff, like, I mean, there's a decent living out there. It's just hard to kind of get it just like any racing, like with drag racing. I mean, with us, I mean, yeah, there's plenty of guys that we do it for a living, but there's only a handful of people that are really making good money per se. Yeah. The GPs, um, I I've seen, they, they, they put out a payout probably about three years ago when Jason Doyle, an Australian guy won the world championships. And I think he had made, from the GPs alone was like 96 K and in, in Aussie dollars. So uh, I think that's probably a little bit more. I'm not sure the exact exchange rate, but um, I guess that's pretty decent. Um, just from that, I'm, I'm sure he's got all of his endorsements and things like that, where he makes a lot more. Um, but that was from the GPs where the big money is for Speedway is in Poland. Oh, okay. Yeah. They've got, the best sponsors there. I mean, uh, it's also government funded. It's, they have the stadiums there that are purpose built just for speedway. Like we have for, you know, baseball here or football. So, uh, in Poland, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty advanced. It's, it's something else to see. That's cool. So transitioning from that, um, Don, are you alive? Are you still in there? Oh yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm soaking all this in over here. Yeah. Me not being a motorcycle guy, I'm getting, I'm getting ready to jump off in the business point. You're headed that way. Yeah. Well, that's where I'm, I'm transitioning to. So, um, you know, we talked a little bit about money. Yes, you can make a living at it, but like a lot of the, a lot of our listeners, they, you know, they like our show because we talked about the backstory quite a bit, and like all these people, like everybody looks at racers in general, whether it's speedway, motocross freaking drag racing sprint cars whatever that you know it's the dream or whatever but they don't realize the grind that it takes to do all this stuff just to go out and have a good time and entertain people you know we're not all making millions of dollars i mean sure maybe there's a couple but definitely not these three on the phone so (laughs) (laughs) maybe soon man you never know (laughs) yeah maybe that would be nice that would be nice for at least one of us to to make it so um But tell us a little bit about, you know, transitioning back to the States here. Um, you know, I, I, I guess Speedway to me, like we had a bunch of family friends that have done it, you know, throughout my whole life. They have like, you know, that are avian promoters. Kelly Inman is a really good family friend of, of my family's and he's a, a Speedway promoter. He promotes one of the like nicest tracks around here. Um, he's a super good promoter and I know, Aaron is really good at that as well. Um, just getting local stuff. So how do, what are the, some of the struggles you find or see like when you're trying to promote the sport, like say you're trying to put on a race or whatever it, you know, 
what do you do to try to hook these people to try to get some sort of sponsorship? Yeah, well, that's a, that's the tough part is that being that we don't have any televised sources or anything like that. I mean, at this American final we had this last weekend, we had like a low budget uh, TV service come out for some quick live stream, but um, it, it's not bit. It's not the sports not big enough to justify doing you know any televised ser- services. So um, it, it's very hard to get sponsorship because it, you're really not hitting too many people. I mean, you got your 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 small normal diehard crowd speedway that come, but um, you know the, these sponsors really. It's hard to justify you know getting in on these uh, on these events because you know it just doesn't hit that many people. Right. So do you, when you, when you say that, do you end up looking for, you know, say wherever the track is Costa Mesa or, you know, do you look for local stuff around there or whatever track you're promoting and say, Hey, like this geographical area we talk about, we actually talked about that with a supercross guy, you know, this geographical area is, you know, a certain mile radius or whatever. Hey, this is what we're doing. We're having a big event. Maybe we could get these people after the races to your place. Are you interested is that an angle that you take or? Um, you know, so I've never really promoted my own race. I've helped out, um, you know, with, with Terry Hancock a few years back. Um, and then, and then right now I, 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 I wouldn't say, I mean, there's, there's a promoter for Paris that I'll, I'll help out here every once in a while with suggestions and that, but, um, it's kind of the same usual suspects that are that are sponsoring and, and getting in on these events that that uh, just have a, 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 a diehard love for Speedway that continue to help out. So um, they kind of it's kind of the same names, the same faces. Um, that's something that as a group or as a Speedway community, we need to work on is is, is going out to these local places by these, these, these different venues and and getting these, these new businesses and sponsors in on, on these events. Um, I think that would help. Um, it's just hard to get everyone to kind of collaborate and, and take part and kind of have that motivation and mindset to, to be able to do that, to, to go out and get these new faces and get people to take part. Yeah. Well, you, you, uh, for a couple of years, I don't know, you may still have the, the sponsor or whatever, but I remember you had like a Kia, a Kia car dealership deal that, seem to be pretty big or I mean for what you portrayed it to be pretty big and you know sounds to me like they sold some cars off of you I mean did that yeah was so that I a good fit that, or that started in 2012 and that was uh that that began due to a uh that's uh, the the used car salesman at all-star key and San Bernardino is best friends with my uncle so he come to Speedway once fell in love with it and uh and 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 we've had we've had a relationship since and they've sponsored me um, since 2012. So I still have them. They're still my number one sponsor. And, uh, you know, they, they back me 100%. Um, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. It, it's always nice to have a, you know, obviously it's just a Kia dealership, but the name Kia is associated with so many different, you know, a lar- as a larger company, which generally can maybe help you get other deals. Say, hey, well, I'm affiliated with Kia, blah, 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 you know, that type of thing. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's gone on. Um, no, there's been, there's been quite a few cars that have been, uh, turned around, uh, b- because of Speedway people have gone to Speedway. Then they end up going to all-star Kia San Bernardino and, and mentioned, uh, you know, mentioned some names, uh, my name and, and they've, we've got some cars sold, so it's been good for them. And I think they've seen it. it we've been able to justify, you know, the sponsorship and right. support me, um, by, by doing so. So Aaron, you were talking about like getting everybody to be going in the right direction or pulling, pulling your assets and your attitude and, and so forth. The desire you made that sound like it was a large number. How many on average, how many people out there in that area are into speedway? How many racers are, are, are doing it? Well, there's, in the in the professional uh, level, there's probably a good sixteen to twenty riders um, that are real competitive that that take it serious. Um, then they they've got several different classes below that, the intermediate and the novice classes. There's there's a lot of guys, but that's fun to watch, by the way. 
Yeah. <laughs> when I talk about, um, you know, everyone kind of collaborating is, is, you know, because it's not that big of a sport, everyone needs to be kind of proactive. Uh, a lot of people want to take, and sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give, you know, to, to, to receive as well. So I think if everyone kind of had that mentality, um, it, it helped out. Yeah. Boost sounds like a, a little lenient, leaning over there towards that boosting the sport versus taking away from it, kind of setting your egos aside and try to try to get the sport up on a pedestal and push it as, as far as y'all can collectively do that. Yeah. Well, it, it, what's funny is that it, not only in speedway, but that happens in drag racing or any sort of racing, you get, you get one person or a company that's super psyched on the sport that wants to pump money into the sport. And then all of a sudden you got, you know, I used it the other day and somebody, Don laughed at me. I said, so many kittens around the milk bowl that they just suck the life out of the poor guy or the poor company. And next thing you know, they're out because they feel like they got hosed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, a lot of sponsors get burnt out quick and that's, you know, I try to, um, I, I try to talk about that and hit that a lot when, when, um, you know, making some of the suggestions I do to, to some of these guys is, is don't burn your sponsors out and, and, you know, it's, it's, it, you got to have a give and take. And if when it's just take, 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 these people just, they come and go. And we've seen that happen so many times with sponsors. So, um, yeah, you hit the nail on the head of it there. We need a, we need a boost. And, and right now, um, you know, it's not a time to be in there to, to, to try to take everything you can. We've got to, everyone has to kind of take part and, and do what they can to, uh, to promote the sport. Right. So what kind of factory support, like, so just to tell you how ignorant I am about it, I actually went and like was going through the website of the anatomy of a, of a speedway motorcycle, but there was never like a brand name that was mentioned. It was a single cylinder, four stroke engine. And that's what it, that's what it stated. So what kind of factory support or involvement you know, are the big brands, are they involved in it or are they standoffish from it? Or, or what, what's the, what's the take uh, on that? I'm going to be honest. It's zero support from those guys. Um, it, it, it is a four stroke, uh, single cylinder, 500 CC, uh, methanol field engine. And there's, there's two, two makes, two big makes right now. Um, you've probably heard the, the name Jawa, um, they're out of Czech Republic and then there's GM that, uh, that are made in Italy. And then there's, there's, uh, you know, they used to have Westlake and Godin and, and several others that, uh, that I can't think of right now, but, um, yeah, there's, there's zero support from those guys because, um, it's the sport kind of ran on sponsorship money from outside, um, business other than outside of Speedway. So, um, I don't think there's any riders, maybe, maybe Greg Hancock now with the new GTR engines, maybe he's getting some, some backing from them, um, as they try to push to get, get those, uh, new GTR engines out. But, um, for the most part, no, there's no, no real support from, uh, from, you know, some of these makes there's, there's, like I said, there's two engine makes, the GM, the Jawa, uh, chassis wise, there's, there's two different, there's Jawa and there's Stua. Um, I don't think they, you know, no one's getting free stuff. No one's getting product from these guys. It's all, it's all bought by the riders and their sponsorship. Now does, so can a contributing factor be the fact that there's not a lot of motorcycle shops across the country that are selling these bikes for every day? I, I mean, when you just, no offense, you rattled off eight names, never heard of any of them. Right. right. And so, but then again, I'm not immersed in that, but, when I go, okay, well, is there somebody in the States that's selling that? Is that part of the problem, which makes it a significant challenge? Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. So there's one shop, one, one shop here in, in Southern California in Garden Grove that sells parts. Um, he's a Jawa distributor. So um, there's not, you can't just go to a motorcycle store like Chaparral or Langston or anything like that and, and get a bike off the showroom floor. Um, you know, these are kind of all, you, you buy parts all separate and you kind of assemble these, these bikes together. And, 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 uh, so people can't relate, um, to a speedway bike, you know, just like you're saying yourself, I've never even heard of these things. And, and, 
you know, people have no clue what it is and, or understand how it works. So, you know, you can't just go to regular motorcycle shops and say, I need to get a, a, a Jawa frame. And they're like, what the hell is that? You, you just can't get them here. There's, there's one shop. Um, it's real expensive. So, um, yeah, they actually have off topic, but they don't, they have something in Indiana, right? Do you know where in Indiana that is? Uh, is it, uh, Lawrenceburg? What? Do you know where that is, Don? Yeah, it's up the road. Well, yeah. you better go look into it. They've, they've got a flat track oval mm-hmm. where, they, where they run occasional speedway races. Um, there's probably about a dozen guys that are in the Midwest that, that ride. And then in, in Lawrence, I think it's called Lawrenceburg. I think, I think that's what it is. Um, that, that'll, that'll put together maybe half a dozen races as well throughout the year. Yeah, it's, it's a shame, too, because, you know, like I said, I, I just... I wanted to bring him on here to kind of promote the sport too, because I mean, I'm just a total nerd and I just think it's cool. But, um, if you go, like I've never, I mean, I've grown up at the speedway track my whole life since I was a kid and I've never brought somebody that was like, this is lame. I want to leave. Like, it's exciting. It's, I mean, everybody's like, yeah, this is cool. Like more beer. Like it's, it's a great Saturday night kind of thing, which, so it's, it's a shame that it, that it doesn't grow, you know, like, like we mentioned, uh, that one promoter, Kelly Inman, he does a really good job of, of doing what he does, but his stuff is on a Wednesday night. So unfortunately, you know, you got, that's the middle of the week and stuff. It's cool for these guys. Cause they get to ride more, but you know, I think part of it is we talk about that. It's not just speedway. It's all these motorsports is in California, Don, like, there's nothing that you can't do within the process of like two hours. I mean, you can surf in the morning, skate on your way to the freeway, go snowboard in the afternoon, and then maybe, maybe hit the lake and do a little wakeboarding too while you're at it. Like it's all in one day. And so it it makes it hard. And then a lot of these kids these days, they just want to go play on their iPads. So, which is another unfortunate situation. (laughs) That's exactly. It's hard getting new new riders, all the young kids and the juniors into the sport. You know, they're kind of sidetracked. And Speedway isn't, um, you know, like I said, it's real short. These races are only a minute long. So um, technically, you only get four to five minutes a night on the bike when you when you go to the races. Whereas, like a motocross bike, you're you're racing for you know two 20, 20 minute motos. So you're not just doing lap after lap after lap. It's, it's, it's four laps, 50 seconds long. You're on the bike for five minutes a night. So, Hey, that's a lot of time. I only get like nine, 10 seconds. Throughout <laughs> yeah, the weekend. <laughs> I, I was complaining about this, the feed time we get the other day. And I got a comment from an NHRA fan that uh, said, you know what? You, you better, you better quit your bitching because uh, <laughs> they're only on the track for four seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what's the cost? But let's say let's say I want to be a mid tier competitor. What what kind of investment does it take for me to run for a year? Um, get a bike, average average bike, um, probably second hand. You don't probably need anything new. Um, you're you're looking anywhere from twenty five hundred bucks to four grand. So, um, put in perspective, that's pretty affordable. Uh, then you, you know, of course, you get your suit and all your all your protective gear and all that, um, methanol oils. Um, you could probably race on a on a very very low budget um, and still be pretty competitive even at a mid tier. So it, it, it's not a lot. Um, it, it doesn't require a lot. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so looking at you want an actual figure. So I mean, we're not talking like I. I mean. What are you talking? Gooseneck trailer? One ton truck? No. God, no. Pickup truck. No, so these bikes... Are, Ford Ranger. Yeah, these bikes... <laughs> it, picture a... Uh, I mean, you, I don't know if you've seen any pictures of it while, you're, while we're talking about this or anything, but it's, it kind of looks like a maybe a trials bike or a mountain bike with an engine in it or a bicycle with an engine in it. So they're only about 152 pounds. Um, you know, you just toss it in the back of your truck with your gear bag, a can of methanol, and you're off to the races. All right, so we're that's not, what's cool about it. You don't have to have all the support crap. So we're not swapping engines at the racetrack. Um, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's on a different level, as you can. I mean, just by talking to him, I mean he's kind of playing it down. But like when he goes to the track, like he's legit. Like he's 
his pit setup is it would be like comparison. I guess it'd be like a like a John Force racing setup versus somebody so got, like. So we got awnings. We got. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's all got set up. He's got, got, got a table gooseneck. skirts got a, and all. Yeah, got a gooseneck trailer or something. And yeah, well, maybe not that, but you know. Yeah, what, that's kind of the beauty of the sport is that it doesn't take a lot of money to be competitive. Um, you you can you don't need anything special. I I'm just really anal and I I like to be presentable and I like to kind of show off at the races with having a good looking pit setup. That's just kind of my thing. Other people can show up with a with a crate, uh, you know, with a milk jug full of methanol, put some oil in the bike, um, a toolbox, small toolbox, and and they can go out and win a a, a division one main. So you just never know. It's just kind of my thing to uh, to uh, look the part. But here at the end of the day, like, you know, uh, that's what I admire about you is you go to the track and you, and you look professional, you look the part, right? So if a guy, if I'm a guy that owns a, you know, pretty successful business in the area, like, and I want to do some advertising, who am I going to pick? We talk about that all the time on this show. It's, you know, you never know who you're talking to. And, you know, if you, if you don't look the part and you're not clean and, you know, respectable and, you know, all that stuff, like you're not going to be the guy that's going to get the funding. You know, yeah, no, that's exactly right. Um, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's big to, to have that kind of, uh, you know, show in the pits and, and to look like that. And, and people, people can, can walk by after the races and check out the pits and, and, and see these things. And then you got some guys sometimes that are, you know, they've got the, the ugliest bikes, nothing in their pits. And, and they're, you know, they're already three beers deep after the main events run and everything. And, um, this doesn't look, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd like to do that, but you just don't do that. Uh, you know, there's a time and a place. That's a time and a place. Exactly. Right. The racers rental cars podcast. <laughs> it's all about, all about self-promotion, your that's own right. brand, your own that's brand. Right. We talk about your, you know, being your own brand, um, all the time. And, you know, with, I'm curious at this question. So you do this for a hobby, right? You have a, like, what, what's your day job? Yeah. So I work for a pavement construction company, um, during the day and, and, and race at night part-time. Okay. So you, you are a business professional. You have a, that's, this isn't your sole source of income, but when you're, do you take into account any of your racing stuff or I'm, cause I'm sure you have, there's little kids that go to these races and look up to Aaron Fox and that you're, you're their hero. Like when you're posting something on social media or Facebook, Instagram, whatever, like, do you take that into consideration? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, you know, try to keep, keep a best, uh, you know, a presentable social media. Some, some of the times, uh, some shenanigans might hit the story, um, (laughs) after midnight, which, uh, don't need to be posted on there, but, um, you know, <laughs> now you always want to be a good role model, um, you know, and, and show that, uh, that, uh, wh- how, how the right way to be. So these, these kids aren't, uh, you know, coming around and acting like knuckleheads. Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. We, we ask a lot of people that, that question and it, you get very different answers, but, um, that's, I, I agree. You, you never know who you're, who's going to look or, you know, who you look up to like this past weekend, I went, they asked me to, to do a a junior dragster banquet. And I was shocked that they actually asked me, which, and then when I got there, I thought nobody was going to even know who I was. And all these kids are, you know, wanting hero cards and autographs. And, you know, they were all like super psyched that I was there. And I'm like, wow, man, like they, and they're all following me on Instagram because they're like tagging me in photos and stuff. And I'm like, wow. So they, they're noticing like what I'm doing, you know, cause it, it was so funny because I got there and my, the the people I was sitting with at the table, they're like, "Where's Jet? Where's your son?" And I'm like, "How did you even know I had a kid?" Like, you're like, "He's so cute," you know. It's so they clearly are engaged in what I'm doing. So, and same thing with you. Like, these people are in. That's the cool thing about social media. But sometimes you gotta you gotta really be careful as to what what you put. And you know, there's always the Monday morning quarterbacks that are always gonna say, "Oh, like this guy's a pile of crap," just because he went to the river and you know, did a handstand on his boat, you know, or whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like cake, yeah. what? cake stand. Exactly. What? Yeah. So, all right. So let, let's talk about that. Cause I, I was earlier on your Instagram. It looks like you're, you're pretty active on your Instagram side. Um, 
I saw your website. Little little got bio schedule. Got some photos. What's I'm I'm lacking on that thing. Um, I had a guy that was helping me out running that thing, and and he hasn't really come around Speedway the last year and a half, two years. So I haven't really been in touch with him and and keeping keeping that up like I should. Um, that was super helpful of him to do that because I don't have the time to be hopping on there and, and, and taking care of that as much as I'd like. But, um, yeah, so don't, don't mind that. Uh, you know. Hey, I don't even have a website, so you're doing better than I am. So, <laughs> so what's your, mine what's, says work in progress or some shit. It says home of Jack Frost. Anyway. Hey, uh, so, <laughs> so what's, what's your go-to on the social media side? What, what do you feel like is, is your, your best, form for for what you do is it is it instagram facebook youtube what where where are you going to on a radio i i mean first off by by the way let me back up congratulations on getting married the the wedding photos are 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 pretty cool on your on your instagram site and it looks like everything is extremely tasteful and you know, no one would really have, no one should take uh, offense or, or subject, you know, object to any of the photos that, that you've got posted with the bike riding and, and so forth and the wife and your dad. So, so is that your go-to really is where you're hanging out at on Instagram? Yeah. The Instagram, you always try to keep it real. It's always trying to get that best photo. Um, <laughs> I think everyone's trying to, trying to uh, be popular on the gram. Cause uh, that's right. I think that's my go-to one. Um, as far as for fun, um, I don't really advertise much on there. I just, it's photos of my wife and I, and, and then the speedway racing and occasional river photos and things like that. So, um, Facebook, um, on Facebook a lot, there's a lot of different speedway, uh, local speedway pages to follow for latest news and things like that. So, um, pretty active on there as well. And then, uh, I use Twitter to, uh, follow the, uh, the, the politics. <laughs> which is a complete waste of time <laughs> yeah yeah i get pretty worked up i'm not gonna lie yeah, yeah i can't uh, i'm not even getting on there so we have we we asked this no, question a lot too how does how does your wife i've never met your wife but how does your wife feel about about your racing does she enjoy it does she like it is she's she's scared to death uh, you know like uh, i think she likes it for the most part what do you think i like it for the most part yeah, for the most part. Yeah, like, that's a good. That, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> that I think, a, but, uh, I think it's fun for the most part. But then there are times where um, I'm pretty anal. So as far as preparing things and having the time to be able to be 100% prepared, like I always like to be, everything's got to be spotless. Bikes got to be detailed. Everything's got to be perfect. And when it's not, I kind of lose my mind. Uh, so you know, preparing for race nights or get just getting things loaded up and ready. I could be a little stress case. I don't think she'd like that too much, but I think that the fun part is when she gets, you know, to the track and I just send her off with her ticket up into the stands and she can have her beer and, and watch. Uh, I think that's the part that she really likes. And then spray champagne at the end of the night. Sounds yep. like a good night to me. <laughs> Popping bottles. There you go. That's one thing that drag racing doesn't have, and it pisses me off like you wouldn't believe. Podiums. All these other sports have, like, when you win, you get champagne, and you just, yeah. So, one time when I won, yeah, dude, when I won Pomona, I said, screw this, and my buddy brought me a bottle of champagne, and I sprayed it all over the winner's circle. (laughs) It stained the shit out of my helmet. Yeah, that's a a very fun thing to do. Um, Come national night, when they do have that big podium and, and the big trophies and the champagne bottles, I want to win just so I can be on that podium and have all the photographers and everything and just spraying the champagne over everyone. I think that's the most fun satisfaction out of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know, I know you're probably super busy, you know, being like a, like a upstanding member of society and it's during the week, but we got it. There's a couple questions we ask before you go. Um, Question number one, if you had the opportunity, if somebody called you tomorrow and said, Hey, come ride for me for a living in England, would you go? No, no. Okay. Uh, question number two, this show is called racers and rental cars for a reason. Um, 
we want to hear your best rental car exploit story. Yeah, so uh, I think it was the night where we won our third championship title, which was the last one, the biggest one, the Premier League championship title. Uh, we won that by one point over the Somerset Rebels. And, um, man, it, it was insane. Uh, the, the, the stadium went nuts. Um, quite the little after party there at the stadium in the, in the bar. And, and, um, uh, and mind you, it's England and like Scotland, right? So they're, yes. they know how to drink. Yep. Up in Scotland. So you, you can imagine there's quite the parties, a lot of alcohol uh, being had. And um, I, I think, I think, I think I had a little bit uh, <laughs> loaded up the race van, me, my mechanic and a couple friends that I had with me um, head off to go back to, I lived in a town called South Queen Series. So I think we were headed to, to the front street there to the bar. And of course, uh, England has a lot of roundabouts. And then it's, or, uh, Scotland's got a lot of roundabouts as well. And then it's, it's, it's raining on top of that. So it's probably midnight and we're heading, you know, back home towards home. And uh, I end up finding myself going backwards around the roundabout, which would be, um, counterclockwise as we would go um, <laughs> on the wrong side of the road. And I'm trying to get my big sprinter van sideways uh, <laughs> middle of the night, <laughs> uh, wet pavement. I got three bikes in the back. I got like four, four or five different people. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just giving it the beans there in the roundabout trying to get sideways. Thinking, uh, <laughs> just being stupid. So um, yeah, that's, uh, that's my, uh, my little story. I like that. I thought you were going to say you jumped the roundabout. That's what I was going for. Yeah. I was like, drive the sprinter van right through the middle of the roundabout. I will get going the right direction. Yeah, but trying to speed away a, a, a van and a roundabout is pretty pretty good, too. I'll take that. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they would have uh, ever let me come home if I had done that and jumped the van. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, you didn't own it, right? Nope. Yeah, so yeah nice. respectful of someone else's equipment oh i do have one more i gotta bring this one up too this was one uh you, you probably know ricky wells i went uh spent the night down at his house in sheffield england which was about uh if i recall um maybe like a six hour drive anyways um i get up in the morning to leave his house and my sprinter van was a stick shift and the all the gears went out uh, except for the fourth gear. So I had to uh, rev the piss out of it in fourth gear, let the clutch out slowly, get going. I get on the motorway, and I can only go 40 miles an hour. So it took me about nine hours to get home, and I'm like driving on the shoulder <laughs> of the motorway <laughs> in fourth gear. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm like, don't, don't mess up. I need you to get me home. And I had to stop and get gas. So that was another pain in the ass, getting off the motorway there, pulling up, kind of coasting into the, uh, the stall, get gas. And here I am again, revving the piss out of it, here, <laughs> trying to get the van going. Hopefully I'm just running stop signs left and right. It, it was great, but uh, I made it back home. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Oh my God. Get out and push. Anyway. Good yeah. Time. yeah. I was, it was scary. I didn't think I was going to get back, but I did it. And they got a called for an Uber or something. <laughs> I think I don't even, that probably wasn't even a thing back then. They don't, do they have that shit in England? Tow truck. I think they, I think they do now. I'm not sure about then. I didn't. I don't. Yeah. I don't think they did. But um, dude, you never leave it. Dude, you're a military guy. You should know you never leave your post. I leave your van. Never leave your equipment. I'm yeah, traveling next week to Dallas. They're like, oh, well, we got a hotel room for you and such and such. And I'm like, nope, driving straight through. I'm not leaving my truck and trailer sitting in a hotel parking lot. Shit will come up missing. Yep. <laughs> you think there you're you having go. a good night's sleep. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, Aaron, on on your way out, we've held you on the show for our hostage for almost an hour. Tell everybody where to go find you, where you're going to be next, and give your sponsor shout outs. Yeah, so um, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Aaron Fox forty six, uh, Facebook Aaron Fox, uh, Twitter same same at name is Aaron Fox forty six, 
website, AaronFox-Racing.com. Um, we just had our 2020 American final last weekend at Paris, um, finished six overall. And we're now we're headed to the national AMA national best pairs back at Paris in two weeks. So we'll be looking to try to get another title on teamed up with Manzeras on that one. So we'll see how that goes. Um, actual season doesn't start till May and then we'll be riding every Wednesday at city of industry. Uh, Kelly Inman's track, who uh, who Cameron's familiar with, um, and then Costa Mesa Speedway on Saturday nights. Um, so that goes about from May to October. So we'll be gearing up for that. Um, sponsors, of course, you got All Star Kia, as we talked about earlier. They've been great to me. Um, my company actually has helped me out quite a bit. So they're they're up there as well. Pavement Recycling Systems. Um, I've got TMG with Gary Gomez, Lucas Oil. Uh, Scott Talkington uh, helped me out with that. Jimmy Anderson. Um, then, um, yeah, actually, I just picked up at Asterisk as well. So I've got suited up with some some nice knee braces. And, uh, yeah, of course, my mom and dad, uh, my wife's a big support. Um, so I think that's about it. Sweet. Don, you going to leave him with his parting shots? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to. I don't think he's got it in him to. To, to muster up any good answers. I mean, don't get me wrong, the roundabout one kind of started to show a little <laughs> bit of character. So, Aaron, we have uh, the the two parting questions. One, uh, you get to send one Christmas card to somebody in motorsports. Who is it? Getting to send a Christmas card to someone in motorsports? One person. Who is it? Um... I'm gonna have to go with is it is it a is it a good card yes. or is it a bad card? That's a good card. Uh, Nobody sends anybody a bad Christmas card. That show <laughs> takes entirely too much effort and time. Yeah, um, dude, I'm gonna have to go with uh, probably the factories like we talked about earlier at GM. Um, you know, and it, it, a nice Christmas card over there to them in Italy. And uh, maybe get some uh, some, some reverse side, yeah, some reverse psychology. I like that. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see who he sends the next one to. Yeah. All right. So now you get to send one WTF card to anybody in motorsports. Who is it? Rider, Acer, company, <laughs> whoever, factory. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, in all of motorsports a uh, uh, WTF. I'm gonna have to send. Uh, uh, maybe a, a shitty card over to uh, our pal Steve Torrent. How about that? Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I think that one got everyone pretty riled up uh, the other day. So, um, yeah, we were watching that that afternoon um, over at my parents' house. And, uh, yeah, there was a lot of pissed off people. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Well, we had a uh, lot. We have had I a lot. I appreciate the support. I guess. Yeah, we have <laughs> had. We have had a lot of guests on, and we've had we've had some we've had some pretty doozies. But that one came out of nowhere. I did not see that one coming. I definitely was not expecting that. But <laughs> yeah. now that's why we're the show that nobody listens to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, mom. I'm doing my best. <laughs> And I, mean, I, I did get this as a gift <laughs> <laughs> Apollo Creed uh, Aaron thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to come on with, uh, with our two knucklehead tales uh, but we greatly appreciate it as always especially to expose our audience to another form of motorsports that is definitely a grind to uh, be successful in. So we greatly appreciate that from you. And uh, we wish you all the best in 2020. Right on guys. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me tonight. No worries. And uh, if I can get to race, I will look you up. Right on. We'll keep in touch. Cool. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks Later. Dude, uh, you picked a good guy. I, I mean, just the whole new aspect of a different form of motorsports for me is always enjoyable uh and it also lets me realize how ignorant i am when it comes to other forms of motorsports that are out there 
that guys are passionate about and that they're serious about uh, just as we are about ours uh, as we're submersed in, in what we do. So uh, it was really cool to listen. And you can hear the passion in his voice about what it is that he does. Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of why I thought of it, because actually from last week when we were doing the sprint car stuff, like I'm like, dude, Speedway is kind of like sprint cars just with two wheels. So I wonder if I could reach out to, you know, like I said, I, I kind of grew up around Speedway, um, but I never really rode. I rode motorcycles and stuff, but not that. But like my family, friends, my parents' friends were huge into Speedway back when it was big. So I, you know, and then I we kind of filtered away from it and got into drag racing and stuff. So, um, you know, we like to go and it's just a good thing to, to go and hang out. And I had met Aaron a few times and I thought, ah, maybe I'll reach out to him and, uh, and, and see if he'd be interested to, to be on the show. So, um, it was thanks to, thanks to him for, uh, for last minute, uh, short notice jumping on the show. We greatly appreciated it. I reached out to him on Instagram and, uh, he was right there. So thank you very much to him. Absolutely. Well, uh, I guess as we close out the show, I got to give uh, a, a big shout out to the social media world. Uh, I'm not sure if you've been seeing it, Cam, but the burnouts for Wyatt, uh, for the young boy uh, down in Alabama who is uh, battling um, traumatic brain cancer and uh, four years old. So uh, not good at all but if you're out there in the social media world uh, and you're a drag racer i mean there's been videos of every type of car that you can possibly think of monster trucks tractors school buses if it's what whatever kind of vehicle it is people are doing burnouts and they're posting them up for this kid and that just goes to show you that a lot of times even the negative uh in the social media world can be overtaken by just the the sheer uh, outpouring of support for uh, for Wyatt and his family in Alabama. So uh, our hearts, thoughts, and prayers go out to them. We've posted up a couple of videos. We're going to continue to do the best we can to support them as uh, they they battle to uh, find peace with the, their journey that they're dealing with. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's been a lot of that online, and you know, kudos to uh, the motorsports community for for doing that for him. I, there's nothing I hate more than than sick children. It uh, it rings very close to my heart. Um, from when I was a younger kid, I lost my best friend uh, to being to cancer when I was when I was 12 years old. So I I know what that can be like. So um, you know. Hopefully, uh, you know, he can pull through and, you know, again, thanks to the motorsports community for, for helping him out. So, well, dude, I've got a busy week. I know it's Saturday why everybody's listening to this, but next week, don't lie, whatever. Listen here, professor, nobody, all uh, Peabody. I don't do anything. Professor Peabody. I don't do anything other than pick fantasy supercross. So it's whatever. Uh huh. Exactly. Actually, I've been working my butt off on the weekends trying to, trying to well, hustling during the week. I started teaching this week mm-hmm. and, um, had a little motorhome incident with my motorhome I'm taking care of. Uh, so that's, uh, consumed a lot of my time and painting a lot of race cars and, and helmets. Cause everybody has, uh, reached out to us and wanted a uh, bright car race paint on, on their stuff. So, which appreciate the people that uh, are supporting that. So that's been cool. All right. Well, I'm going to, have plenty to talk about next week as the practice tree race will be over and I will be on my way to Dallas, Texas. So we'll see who we have on the show next week, but nonetheless, we greatly appreciate the support of everyone. And Cam, take us home, dude. Yeah. Um, again, you know, thanks to, uh, thanks Aaron for coming on the show. Thanks to, uh, all of our, uh, our listeners. We got a lot of them these days and we greatly appreciate that. Um, and, a lot of different countries, uh, you know, top three being America, Australia, and Canada. So, um, we're, maybe we'll get some European ones since we had some, some speedway, put some speedway hashtags on this one. Maybe we'll, we'll get some love in, in, in that world. But, um, yeah, so, uh, we'll just keep grinding. And as we roll into the, to the new season, we'll, we'll see what happens with, uh, all of our stuff. And, you know, don't forget, uh, we got racers and rental cars.com for all of your listening and apparel needs. And don't forget to, uh, check out the links for our sponsors, 
such as Motion Raceworks, uh, Performance Data Systems, Stupid Fast Racing, and Streetway Marketing Media. And if you ever need anything else, you know the email, hatemail at racersandrentalcars.com. Go straight to Lieutenant Don over there and myself. So, you know, as he rolls his eyes. Crab or should, should be Crabby Don. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good luck with your practice tree race. I'm out of here. I got to go to bed. I got to wake up early. See you later. Let's put it up for the weekend. Whoa.